This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know words like feature quite heavily. So, if you've got kids listening, or you're easily offended, I'd highly advise you to Esteemed Deaf Pals, now it turns out some of you have been complaining that these episodes aren't long enough. <laughs> well then, you'll be dying to know that this isn't all of it, you wonderful twits. After you've finished hearing how your favourite guests are going to peg it, they join me over at Six Feet Under to read through your real-life death-related anecdotes and tell us what they're taking to the grave with them. Something beginning with C. (laughs) 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 For just £2.99 a month, you get all that and every episode completely (sighs) ad-free. The dream. So, as the Grim Reaper says... Get on with it and subscribe. Head to where there's a will, there's wake.com for details. Right, let's get cracking. Hello, I'm Kathy Burke, and welcome along to this educated enclosure of the podcast sphere, where sticks and stones will break your bones and words will really fucking hurt you. <laughs> Speaking of which, I'll have a consonant, please, Carol, and another, and another, and a vowel, please, another consonant, and a vowel, and a consonant, and another, and one more, and uh, uh, I've got an eight-letter one for you. T-O-R-Y-C-U-N-T-S. Tory cunts. <laughs> Welcome to Where there's a will, there's a wake. As we get to the end of the alphabet, it's time to welcome our guests to this ugly inferno. Now, while some podcasts engage your brain in a quick quiz, we engage in all the details about when you're dead and gone. Listen, if you don't want a soggy sandwich at your funeral buffet, then you better bloody well speak up now. And joining us today to do exactly that is, of course, mathematics' very own poster girl, it's Carol Vorderman. Oh, Carol. Carol. I I love that. Oh, now I'm just thinking about that conundrum that you spelt out earlier. Yes, because you've been doing a lot of good work on uh, social media in recent months. Yeah. Calling out. Calling out the Tory government. Calling them out all the liars. Liar, 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 Lying, liar, liar, pants on fire. All of that, yep. Good and I'm going to carry on. Good. Yes. I get quite a few sort of threats here and there. But, yes. you know, life's life, isn't it? And it's great because mm. you get to this age. Yes. Because I think we're a similar age, we aren't are. we, in our 60s. And you get, you'll go... Oh, no, I'm 59, Carol. <laughs> I'm 59. Oh, yeah. Not there yet. Oh, you're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> similar age. Yes. Yeah. And you just think, well, I've kind of... You know, I've done that bit of my life and I'm all right. And mm. middle finger, off we go. Yes. And say what you think more. Exactly, exactly. The freedom of speech. It is freedom of speech. And, and the power of and it. And the experience of, you know, having, you know, first vote was in, for me, mm. 1979. Right, You yeah. know, so you kind of see all of the politics coming and going. I've worked with 
both Labour, I worked with David Blunkett twice, mm. uh, education on that, and then I worked with the Tories, ah, 2010, about maths. Right. I did a lot of investigative documentaries for ITV yeah. about these new things, because the internet was just starting, really, uh-huh. in the early 2000s, called chat rooms. Right. And a lot of people, because I was writing a big column about the internet at the time, a lot of parents were contacting us saying, my child's on this thing called a chat room, and I'm sure she, you know, there's some funny stuff going on there. So I did these documentaries and persuaded David, when he was Home Secretary, David Blunkett, to look at, and then I sat on the task force, becoming the first country in the world to make grooming a child online a criminal act. Oh, wow. So I sat on that task force there. So it's always about children and education. Yes. But but it means that you sort of start to get an idea about how government works. Of course. And, um, yeah, it's interesting. Yes, but particularly this government that we've had at time of recording, we've had for 13 years. And I've never known anything like it, Carol. You know, I didn't think there'd ever come a time in my lifetime where I'd start agreeing with Ken Clark. You know, (laughs) the old Tories. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Because they seem to be just as pissed off and disgusted disgusted. with this new mob as, as we are. You know? Yeah, I, I'm glad you've said that because I, you know, there are a lot of people saying that. And, uh, you know, people who've voted Tory all their life are going, I don't understand how have we got to this place where it, see, it seems almost criminal yeah. what's happening. And the lying, the lying is so much, it's almost like you're being coercively controlled. Yes. You know, it's manipulation yeah, yeah. Of, of a population. So you have to speak out and we can all do something. Yes. Even if all you're doing is liking somebody's tweet on Twitter or giving a thumbs up, mm. you know, or something, we can all do something. Because when I started kind of getting active last November... A lot of the responses were very downtrodden. Okay. They were very much like people who've been sort of almost, people would say in response, yeah, but it's never going to change. Right. Oh, they'll always get away with it. And 90% of the responses were like that. And then as I helped in my tiny way, as many others did, to get some scalps, Mm. if you like, Nadim Zahawi, Michelle Moan then excused herself from the House of Lords, National Crime Agency uh, have been in raiding all the homes and offices and all that kind of thing earlier. But once people saw that actually you could step up and break out of social media into the mainstream media with a story, it's like, oh, no, I believe now. And I would say 99% of the stuff I get, apart from the silly little trolls, Mm. (laughs) whatever, are positive now. They believe in change. And then in May... I've joined a little group who have a website called StopTheTories.Vote. Okay. And it's all about tactical voting. Mm. So they loaded data for the 8,000 council local election seats so that if you went on it, it does what it says on the tin. Yeah. So you put your postcode in yeah. and it said... Either you haven't got no local election on May the whatever it was, 4th or 5th, you haven't got a local election this week, or you've already got a Labour or a Green or a Lib Dem or an Independent or whatever, so you don't have to do anything. In the Tory seats, they had around about 3,000 or so. Then it would say, right, the tactical vote, based on our data, the best one you can do is vote Lib Dem. Right. Or the best one you can do is vote Labour, or the best one you can do is vote Green, or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. And on the Sunday before the Thursday, 
about 11,000 people had gone on. I spoke to Josh, who runs it. Wow. And I, and I said, right, let's get going. So yeah. I got going. Half a million people accessed that by the Thursday. Fabulous. Half a million people. And in the local by-elections you could see that the tactical voting, and Ed Davey has already acknowledged it now, was significant. So Labour didn't really fight in Somerton and Frome. Mm -hmm. And they said, thank you for lending us your vote. Yes. With that landslide victory for Lib Dems. And the same in reverse for Selby. Uh -huh. So the, the Lib Dems didn't fight in Selby. Yes. So then it wasn't splitting the vote. So uh -huh. tactical voting is where I'm at. And give us that to the listener again. What, what's the website? It's called stopthetories.vote. Put in your email so mm. then we can update you when the time comes. And yeah. there will be mountains of information on that about what a Tory MP has voted for uh -huh. in the past, any dodgy dealings that they might have been up to, mm. whether they employ their wives, sisters, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, all of that will be there for you to see. Marvellous, see? <laughs> Power to the people. Power so it's a very people. long explanation, Kathy. No, but it's I'm still great. alive, and while I'm still alive, I'll yes. still be doing it. Well, Until you kill me off. Well, <laughs> you're not alive at the moment, though, Carol. You are dead. That's why you're here. Thank you so much. And I was also trying to, I was, um, trying to remember when we first met. Yeah. Because we've only met a couple of times yeah, over have. the years. You are and, my uh, comedy heroine. Though. Oh, darling. You are, though, Kathy. Well, you and are. I'm not just saying that. You absolutely are. Oh. Well, you were the most intelligent woman in Britain, <laughs> and now you've doubly proved it. So, but I think... I always wanted to be Linda. Oh, did you? Yeah, Isn't I, it strange? I this is Linda, uh, the character I played in Gimme, Gimme, Gimme. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the amount of women over the years have got, I'm like Linda. I'm a Linda. Do you know what I mean? And i got like, Linda in me. I love Linda. Everyone's got a bit of Lindy in them. <laughs> But we first met yeah, many, well. many, many years ago. Yeah. Well, we probably started out at the same time. Yeah, we did, Like yeah. 1982, I started 82? Out, yeah. out. and What was uh, your first thing then? I did a film called Scrubbers. Was that for Channel 4? No, that was uh, a film film. A movie movie. Yeah, a movie movie. Yeah. But then... so I, I started 1982 on Countdown. Countdown, that's yeah. right. And yeah. then do you remember a couple of years into it, because I, I started to do a character on the Jonathan Ross show called Tina Bishop. Yes. Who was from Keithley and knew everything <laughs> there was to know about darts. And the thing about Tina was she was very heavily pregnant but smoked and drank because she was hard because she was from Keithley. Yeah. So anyway, there was a sort of telephone that Channel 4 did in yes. the early 80s. I remember. And I had to go up to... To Yorkshire Television. Yorkshire Television. Yeah, which is where we did Countdown. That's it. And I did a little bit with Richard. Oh, and I think you been. were there as that well. Been, yeah. But my little bit was with lovely Richard Whiteley. Oh. And... Um, yeah. As Tina. As Tina. <laughs> which sort of threw Richard a little bit. He didn't yeah. quite know what was going on. No, he wouldn't have and, um, and I just remember thinking to myself, oh, I, I, my, because I could tell in his eyes, he was sort of fucking terrified. <laughs> and I just thought, I'd better go easy on him. I don't want to take... Because I had sort of piss-takey lines yeah. about him. And then I thought, oh, no, I don't really want to take the piss. Do you know what oh, I mean? No, so, um, yeah, so I just did that little bit. So there. Up oh, so that's the first one. Well, I have one of my favourite photos. And it ages ago, 20-something years ago, there was a British Comedy Awards. Yes. And at the time, of course, I wanted to be Linda. Right. I, I wanted to be Linda. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so I, I gave this away, I can't remember. I think it might have I think it might have been to Eddie. 
Izzard. Eddie actually. Izzard, right. I think it might have been. And then they opened the other studio for like the after show party. Uh huh. And the only person I wanted to see was you. Amazing. And, so, and I was going around going, oh, why is it? Has anyone seen Kathy Burke? Has anyone seen Kathy Burke? <laughs> and I said, Oh yeah, she's over there. And I, I was really shy. I thought, Oh god, god. So I got went and got a fag from someone. I, I've yes. never smoked in my life because I had to be Linda, right? And I got this picture posing with you with this fag, and I put it up in the on the wall for years and years and years in the house. And every person who came and go, Kathy, I didn't know you smoked. Yes. I go, well, I would. I would for Kathy Burke. Uh, <laughs> I'd do anything for her. Trying to get in with the bad girl in school. That's what, that's what. It feels like the clever girl in school wanting to knock about with the bad one. But I remember that clearly because <clears throat> I remember talking to some mates the next day yeah. and they said, what was it like, the awards? And I said, oh, you know what they're like. They're a load of bollocks, really. Do you know what I mean? It's just free booze and all. And I said, but I tell you what, I love Carol Vorderman because everyone's so cool for school. I went, she didn't give a shit. She was going around getting everyone's photographs <laughs> and, true. you know, and uh, it was great. Yeah, but yours great. was the one that went on the wall. Oh, you see, you see. see? Pride of place. I, I was trying to find it. It's in a box somewhere at the moment. I'll find it. Send it oh, there me. we go. That's what happens. You just get <laughs> left in a box eventually. <laughs> well, exactly. And I bet it's faded, the photo. No, it hasn't. Years. No, I've got it digitally somewhere, but it's on a phone somewhere. Oh, know, right, yeah. right. Yeah, anyway. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, anyway, we better get on with this podcast. You better kill me off. Lovely Carol Vorderman. So before uh, we get to your death, we want to know about the old uh, Last Supper. The Last Supper. What are you going to have before you peg it, Carol? Well, I'm not really into food, right? I hate cooking. Right. Right, so... So one of my best mates, when I stay with her, because I stay with her a lot, she's always got a cookery show on. Like she'll uh-huh. sit there and like watch everything that's going on. I go, oh, God, it's so boring. <laughs> she goes, no, it's not, because they've added this bit of sauce or extra pepper to that. And I'm thinking, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just like what I like. Yes. So for me, the meal is not so much about what you're eating. Mm. It's about where you're eating it. I thought you were going to say it's what you're drinking, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> well, there is that too. But it's where you're eating Oh, okay. It. Okay. So where I would like my Last Supper 
is on a beach in Wales. I am Welsh. Mm. I grew up in North Wales. With the cliffs, so it'd probably like be like West Wales, probably more, on a good weather day. Yes. It's got to be a good weather day. And looking at the sunset, and I'd have everything that I never buy at home, but I love to eat it. So it'd just be like Carb Central. Oh, right. Nice. Mm. So sourdough bread. Mm. I'd have like three loaves of bread. Or if it was a Last Supper, how many loaves did he have? Did he have five loaves? Oh, e Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, oh, him. Um, was it two loaves and five fishes? We should know the numbers, should well, we? Well, we should. Well, five loaves and... Anyway, however many loaves. I want the same number. Oh, OK. OK. And some good Welsh butter, like yellow butter. Right, you know, nice. Proper yellow butter with loads of salt in. Yeah. It doesn't matter, does it? It's your last supper. That's it. So it's all that. I'd have all my mates there and we'd have a barbie going on this beach mm. and we'd be in our, like, scruffs. We'd have got absolutely frozen in the water. Yeah. And then you have, you know, because I've got this how I like to live my life, you see, you can tell. <laughs> you know those long sort of dry robey things that oh, you put yes. on, they just cover you up and they cover a multitude of sins and all of that. So I'd have that. Then I'd have pasta. Mm. I'd have loads of stuff going on the barbecue, like the smells just coming off, mm. smells kicking off and like lamb because I love lamb I'd have a curry thing going on somewhere nice. I just like carb 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 central well that sounds divine yeah that's because, what I'd like. So, so you try to lay off the carbs normally, do you? Is this how I you're do, so trim? yeah. They don't agree with me. Okay. Yeah. I think they don't agree with a lot of people, yeah. you know what I mean? Make you irritable and stuff. Yeah, and then you, and then you get, like, tired and mm. you don't feel like, oh, la, la, la. Yeah. So I very occasionally buy bread at home. I have it when I go out. Uh-huh. But if I buy it at home, I can literally work my way through a loaf within 10 minutes. Oh, really? Proper. I stand there and I just slice it, slice it, butter, butter, like a pack of butter and everything. Yeah. Yeah. What so, a pig. I know. What a but, piggy. I, but I'd do that every day if uh-huh. I could. Yeah, do you see yeah. what I mean? And then you think, no, I can't. So Well, we'll make sure it's a big old carb fest. Do you like things like pasta as well? I love, and... I love yeah. pasta. So my stepdad, mm. who was like my dad, was Italian. Nice. So he'd come over as a prisoner of war in the Second World War. And okay. a lot of them were put on farms in Wales. Yes. You and he. Oh, my God. You would have gotten... His every third word was a swear word. Fantastic. And I loved him. So we lived with him for like 10 years and yeah. all through the 70s. So And so life went from black and white, because I, I never knew my father, like black and white to technicolour. He'd go, Catty, your bitch! Come here now! And he'd laugh and go, ah! <laughs> And you'd go in there. He was a building. You'd go in the pickup with him uptown and he, he knew everyone he'd always like like in the snow or anything he'd always have the window of the pickup down with his arm out you know he had yes. like that builder's center lovely yeah yeah you know, it was just part of an arm and he'd have his arm out and he'd just call everyone for everything he was going up and he'd always <laughs> laugh he'd go Dr Gwyn you bastard <laughs> and I'd be sitting next I'd be crying laughing what a great yeah. character oh he was I uh, adored him mm. so every friday i cook tea because i got back from school before everyone else but on a friday he'd come back early from mm. from wherever he was building and uh, we'd cook together so back in the 70s do you remember olive oil you could only get from boots the chemist that's to, it yeah to warm up on a spoon and pour in your ear to get rid of wax that's do it you remember yeah yeah and then but we had, because he was Italian, like cans of proper olive oil, wow. like you buy now. Very posh. And then we used to, and we'd make it together. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, I loved that. I loved my stepdad. My dad, he was my dad. Oh, that's you know, beautiful. He was the only dad I ever had. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. I adored him, yeah. Well, so we'll, pasta, 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 pasta. Well, we'll make pasta. sure we've got loads of sourdough, loads of pasta. And can I see him up there or down there? Of course, well, we'll get to that. Oh, right, we'll get right. to that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Big old carb fest. So, now we move on to... The Death. Right, lovely Carol Vorderman, we've zoomed ahead in this fantasy world. It's the day of your death. So tell me, what the heck happened, Carol? Well, I'm not even sure of that, but I know it was melodramatic. Okay. So it reminded me, when I was thinking about this, Mm. of one of my favourite poems. One, obviously, is uh, When I'm Old, I Want to Wear Purple. Okay. And we do it now anyway. Yeah. Like middle finger. Yes. So there's that one that everybody loves. But do you remember the Roger McGough poem, Mm. which was Let Me Die a Young Man's Death? Yes. And um, that I think is, obviously this is describing a young man, but I'd want the female version. Mm. So basically he's saying, I don't want your normal death. I want to go out with a bang. Yes. Yeah. So... He said, let me die a young man's death, not a clean and in-between-the-sheets holy water death, not a famous last words, peaceful out-of-breath death. When I'm 73 and in constant good (laughs) tumour, may I be mown down at dawn by a bright red sports car on my way home from an all-night party. Lovely. Or when I'm 91 with silver hair and sitting in a barber's chair, may rival gangsters with ham-fisted Tommy guns burst in and give me a short back and insides. And this is the one I love. So the cavern, of, he's a scouser, Roger yes. McGough, and the cavern obviously was where the Beatles started in, the yeah. in, in Liverpool. Or when I'm 104 and banned from the cavern, <laughs> may my mistress catching me in bed with her daughter and fearing for her son. <laughs> Cut me up into little pieces and throw away every piece but one. <laughs> That's fabulous, fabulous. So I want, I want someone to dream up something similar for me. Oh, I think that's gorgeous. It's great, isn't it? Like he, was, he was sort of quite dismissed, Roger McGough, I remember growing up. But I think it's because of that, because he was rude. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. so we weren't taught him in school. I don't remember ever hearing about no, him and in school. And that was a time where, you know, like my mum would say, oh, don't say that, oh, don't say that. Don't yes. say that. Girls weren't allowed to do anything. That's it, you nothing. You know, I wasn't allowed to fly because I was, didn't have a willy. Oh, that's right. That's a bit that's strange. You've, so you've, you've I didn't rev- know you flew with your willy. You, you fly now, didn't you? You've got now, your yeah. pilot's licence. you weren't allowed because you were female. So, um, yeah. and, and all these different things you weren't allowed to do. So if you were scouse if you were working class mm. you know the class system was very much there it was a time in monty python do you remember when they did oh i'm upper class yes i looked down on him i looked down on yes. him and then he looked down on the other one and he looked down on the other one but i think roger mcgough read his poems they're blooming marvelous and so uh, out of those lovely yeah. little four ways of dying there, yeah. I should imagine, because you're very open about your lovers, aren't yeah. you, Carol? Yeah, I am, yeah. So I think... Uh, Probably the last one. Yeah. <laughs> one of your lovers <laughs> taking you out in the, <laughs> and, and, uh, ecstasy. With, with something that goes very badly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> How many lovers well, you got? we gave it a shot. How many lovers you got, Carol? Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, I this don't was like to say Goddess really. Charlie's request was this. So, well, 
Got I enough? call them special friends. I've got enough. Yes. Yeah, I've got enough. I don't want to be in, you know, I've been married. Very yeah, happily yeah. married and then suddenly it wasn't and we had two lovely children and all of that. Yeah. But I don't want to be in a relationship because uh-huh. I love my life and yes. I love my mates and, you know, my son and I live together and it's just, I haven't time for it. Yeah. So I've only time for the nice bits. Nice. So that's all I want. Fabulous. And why not? And, I think and that's everyone's great. single. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is single. And they're all like successful in their way mm. and funny and good company and all of that. So, you know. Absolutely. No one is being harmed. Do no harm. That's yes, it. Exactly that. If you do no harm, you can do what the hell else you like. No, I like it. You, I, I bet you, if you are swimming my age and go, right, well, if anything happened to your husband or this, that, and the other, I would never live with a man yes. again. <laughs> That's right. It, it's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they think, no, because I've got too much living to do. Yeah. And I have. But that's, I'm not, not anti-men or anything. It's just that I've done Oh, no, you're yet. very for them. I'm very for them. <laughs> but that chapter, that one's gone. It's a yes. different chapter now. Oh, I love it. I, I think we're very lucky, actually, to be our age group. And the, the way the world is now for Correct. women, uh, not everywhere in the world, no. obviously, but in the West, we do have this freedom yeah. now. And I, and I think we should use it wisely, which is live the life we want to live. Without apology, I say. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm living it without apology. Yeah, yeah. And, it is full, and every day is an interesting day. I think it's so much healthier. So, Carol, now you've pegged it um, underneath <laughs> one of your lovers. Only the one. Oh, well, if you wanted to get them all together for a nice little <laughs> hurrah, then uh, that's up to you, babe. I know you like numbers. So... Um, <laughs> So you've pegged it. How do you think the public are going to respond? I don't think they'll be bothered. Oh, I'm sure something come <laughs> no, on. But I don't... Um, no, it, this is honestly what I think about, like, living and death. Yeah. It's the one thing that we all know. I yeah. like things like looking at the stars, so I'm really into space, uh-huh. and knowing how utterly insignificant I am uh-huh. makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. It sort of allows you to breathe. Yeah. Because it's like... Oh, okay, well, I'll just live for this now, this moment. Which I think, personally, is a great philosophy, actually, because we've become a very self-obsessed world. So this sort of philosophy of just, like, no, we are insignificant. We are. You know, I think he's great. And that is a... Fact. I yes. mean, man, mankind has been here in just like a blink of an eye compared to the history of the world. Yes. You know, let alone we don't even start on the universe. But it is, you know, nobody mourns for long either, do they? Uh-huh. You know, so even like my mum, who I looked after for like 30-something years, you know, she I employed her from when I was 25. And that she wonderful. She always lived... With us, yeah. I say us, you know, when I was married and with the kids and all of that. And then she died and she was nearly 89. She was just a few weeks off 89. And she was my every day. Yeah. But I don't wake up every day and mourn her because you have to carry on in life. You know, yes. I'm grateful that she was in my life. But even that strength of love, mm. it goes. And, um, anyway, and what about go. an obituary? Do you think you'd like an obituary? Oh. What do you think that would be in? Uh, 
<laughs> it could just be online. That's online. fine. <laughs> yeah. It's different, isn't it? It depends what paper you read as to what your obituary would be. Exactly. I think. Yeah, yeah. So maybe mine should be in the mirror. Yes, because yes. they'd be kind. And they'd be nice. Um, I think the Daily Mail ever did my obituary, they'd just be, she was horrible. <laughs> they would. Yeah, you'd only get a few words. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Coarse. Yeah, horrible Coarse. oik. Vulgar. <laughs> and they're all my favourite words. I know, I you know. know. I get described as this, 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 and that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Great, right, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, I love that. Thanks. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back. After this short break. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. Tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. So now we want to know about reincarnation. Animal, vegetable, or mineral. That one always makes me jump. I don't know. <laughs> Did me? <laughs> a bit loud. A bit loud in the old, uh, the old lady's head here. Goddess. Um, animal, vegetable, or mineral. Well, I wouldn't want to be a mineral, so I don't really wear... I've, I've got a little necklace on today, but I yeah. normally never wear jewellery. Give me a diamond, I wouldn't even know what it looked like. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, yeah. no. So I wouldn't want to be a mineral. I wouldn't uh-huh. want to be that at all, because that's just not me. I don't like flash. So we're very similar, because I don't really wear jewellery. No. I mean, I'll, I'll put some earrings in. I don't bother doing this, because we've got the headphones Yeah, on. exactly. But I would go out. I've got, so you've got a little... Well, got... I've got me medical tags, yeah. in case I collapse on the bus. And they go, what's that? That old lady needs an ambulance. And it's like, <laughs> no, well, she's got her medical tags. <laughs> Dog tags. So don't uh, inject her with anything, because we might kill her. Uh, just okay. giving we too much. That. So I, I do have me medical... And also now, I've got my own fob to get into this building. Oh, aren't you? Posh. So I had to ask, especially, it's like, please, can I have a fob? Because I'm the one that's in and out all the time having a ciggy, you see. <laughs> so I need I, I need a key more than anybody else in the building. So I wouldn't want to be a mineral because I'm not into that. Yeah. Right? You know that diamonds are a girl's best friend? Oh, yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. So that's not me. So a vegetable, I can't imagine it would be a very exciting sort of life really so Mm. I think I have to be an animal okay and I was thinking about this one because I can't decide right the Mm. two bits of any person anyone has like bits in your personality don't you have moments like that and moments like that and the ones that I enjoy the most are either being a pan have you watched pandas online Mm. they're so gorgeous aren't they they're like they're like daft and yes all right so I don't know whether I want to be a panda Mm. Or a tigress. Oh. So I kind of enjoy both those elements of life. So I can't really decide whether to, I want to be like a, the fighter and the, uh, mm. 
or the panda. You can see that they like having a laugh. Yes. Because they have, they play games, yes. don't they? That's the thing. Yes. Right? So I love a panda. But I do think you're more of a lioness, actually. Think? Oh, yeah. Because I, fighting we, for everybody, not just your own. Didn't you're fighting we love for us all. the lioness? Did you find oh, the when lioness, they won the Euros? Yeah. Yes. Right? It wasn't, I mean, I'm not really into football, mm. male or female, to be perfectly honest. It's about the sport. Uh. It was a sea change yes. with what women felt they could do. Yeah, and yeah. it wasn't about, I mean, obviously part of it was about sport and mm. women being able to do professional sport and all of that. That was a minute bit. It was like, here they are at the UK's biggest football cathedral mm-hmm. at Wembley. And it was packed. Yeah. And everyone was having a nice time. Yes. And they were there and cheering them on and the girls just enjoyed every minute, you know, and yes. top off and was doing all that. Oh, it was joyous. Yeah. It was joyous. Yeah. Well, a lioness, I think we're all lionesses actually because of our wonderful football team as yeah. well, the lionesses. Yeah, we are. So lovely. So now I think we move on to... The Funeral. So, lovely listeners, before we get into Carol's funeral nitty-gritty, if you find yourself wanting more death-related fun stuff, head on over to our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under. We have bonus content from our amazing guests and read through your real-life funeral tales. She would almost pack a bunch of napkins and try and clean it up afterwards. (laughs) Plus, you get all episodes completely ad-free. Hurrah! To find out how to subscribe, just go to where there's a will, there's a wake.com. Right, back to our fantasy world. So, it's happened, you're gone, and now it's the big day, babe. So, yeah. what do you want? Okay, so there's this harbour in Wales called Solver. Okay, nice. And it's got to be high tide uh-huh. for this, and all the little yachts and things are all cleared because... <laughs> There'll be a funeral pyre, like one of those Viking rafts. Yes, nice. And I will be lowered from a helicopter onto this thing. Yeah. And then there will be four outrider boats with specially selected men in loincloths. Nice. um, Who will be driving these boats. And then the whole thing will kind of push out and there'll be this massive fire and I'll go on fire and all of that kind of thing. And everyone will be weeping. I want paid mourners. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> Specially selected. Yeah. Obviously. And, and uh, Who's really good at crying? Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. She's a good crier. She is a good crier. She might be expensive. Well, I tell you, you'd be really expensive. Who's the top crier? Yeah. Olivia Coleman. Is she good? Well, I mean, she's a brilliant Would you actress. Come and cry at my funeral? No, I don't know. I don't know if you could afford me. <laughs> oh, um, that's true. But you might be able to afford Olivia Coleman. Yeah, because Olivia Coleman's her acting, because yeah. she could turn the crying on. Oh, we, you know. we need a bit of that. We yes. need a lot of crying. We need to position them along the harbour, you see. Yes. Like the harbour wall and everything. Uh-huh. And then as the thing, because the harbour's sort of slightly on a round, so, you, so like you go out of view, mm. but people will be... On the headland, like weeping and throwing things, and then there'd be fireworks. The whole thing going, yeah, amazing. Like that. There'd be like steel bands, yeah, and, and heavy metal bands, and mm. everything bloody going on. Nice. That's what I'd want all through the night. Free booze, whatever you want to do. Lots of bad behaviour. That's how I want to go out. That sounds fan. 
fantastic. <laughs> yes, because those um, the old Viking. But who else? We had another guest that wanted a Viking. Was it Paul? Paul Whitehouse, he wanted... He wanted that as uh, well. He did, and he's Welsh as well, Paul, yeah, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's... it's a Welsh thing. Oh, and Alan Carr wanted that as well. Did yes. he? My Alan, did yeah, he? Yeah, your Alan. My Al. So I mean, Maybe you can all do it together. But the important thing is that I need a rehearsal. Oh, Okay. So I think we should organise it, apart from the burning bit. Yes. Okay. And then that's a good reason to sort of be at your own funeral as well, isn't it? Well, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I can give extra money to the people who are crying better than other people. Oh, very good. Things like that, just to make sure they turn up. Oh, very good. A little bit of uh, emotional But it has to be in the evening. It has to be dark, so otherwise you don't get the drama of the fire. Oh, that's it. And you want all the fireworks, the twinkle. The whole thing. And the the outboat. The outriders. The outriders. all of that. And these men in their loincloths with those beautiful lamps. Yeah, yeah. You know, Chinese lanterns everywhere. Everything. Oh, it sounds divine. Do you want to come? Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do. I think it's the first time I've said, oh, I'll be there. (laughs) Sounds fabulous, fabulous. I think this is great in our sort of lifetime that this sort of uh, reverentialness that we used to have about death and about saying goodbye. My brother, Mm. he's lived in Holland for a long, long time, and he said to me last year, oh, I'm over in, I think it was Amsterdam, I'm over in Amsterdam on Tuesday because I'm going to see Dave. Now, Dave was his friend who'd worked at Shell Mm. all around the world. He was an engineer. And uh, he said, and we're having a party. I said, oh, great, what are you doing at the weekend? He said, oh, we're going to Dave's funeral. Right. What? He said, well... Yeah, so we're all gathering, all these people, from, you know, we're going to have a party with Dave and then we're going... It's, I, I couldn't... I, what do you mean? And euthanasia is allowed there and he right. had terminal cancer and yes. David decided that... So they had the party. The next day, Dave died. Uh-huh. And then the same people then went to... And I thought, that how dignified and wonderful that Extremely was. dignified, yes. I think, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it really made me think a lot about, you know, what I would would want. I would want similar, uh-huh. to be perfectly honest. Yes. With, you know, we're not joking about it. I wouldn't want to, you know, having seen my mum's last breath and, mm. and, and, and so on. It's just, yeah, I just thought that was very dignified. So. Yes. Yeah. I think it's something anyway. that we need to look into more and more. It's often in this country. It's not not allowed It's here, not allowed. And, yeah. um, and, and I sort of understand the reasons as well, why people are so nervous of it, yeah. you know, but it should be brought up again and again and again. I, do. I think it, you know. it's something that should be discussed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the old pearly gates, because you, yeah. you were saying earlier, who did you want to... My dad. Yes. Yeah. My dad was my stepfather, mm-hmm. not my blood father, if you like. Okay. So Mr. Vorderman was my father, genetic father, yes. if you like, but I didn't meet him till I was 42. Wow, what was that yeah, like? Um, well, he was just an old man by then. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite a funny one, really, because my mum and my father, mm. I prefer to say, were married, and they had my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And then years later, my mum was pregnant with me, and then I was two weeks old. And they lived in Bedford at the time. Uh-huh. Mum is from Wales. Yeah. Right? She's a Welsh girl. So he told her that he was having an affair when I was two weeks old and right. he'd been having it while she was pregnant. So she 
she left and went back to her hometown in Prestatin, where all of, you know, cousins were, sisters, la, 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 la. And uh, with the three children, yeah. I was... I was two or three weeks old. So all I ever knew was Wales and yes. all my family were there. So in a way, it was that security really. And every, you know, everyone had their doors open yes. wide, you know, and you could, you knew there were like 12 houses you could nip inside and there was a friend there or whatever. Mm. Hello, Mrs. Patterson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, and that was a lovely place to be. There weren't many cars around, you know. Yeah. And nobody, like you say, was looking down yes. on you. So, your lovely stepfather. Yeah, I would. Well, you see, the pearly gates don't think they exist Mm because I'm not into all that stuff. But if they did, then I'd want to see my dad, really, yeah. My stepfather. Yeah. Yeah. Because mum, when I graduated, I was 20. um, And uh, it was amazing. So, I went home to Denby and my mum said, because she'd left my stepfather quite a few times, she said, Mm. oh, we're leaving in the morning. This is oh. about a week ago. She said, I haven't told Gabrielle, that was my stepfather, uh. so, but we're leaving. As soon as he goes to the quarry in the pickup to get some stones, we're going the other way. And I had this old Datsun. Oh, right. Okay. So through the night we packed and we'd left a few times before when uh-huh. I was younger. And uh, we ran off to the circus once. Billy Smart Circus. That's another story. And uh, so we got in this car and then we were driving away at six o'clock in the morning. I thought, it's fine. In my head, I was thinking, it's fine, we'll be going back in three weeks, mm. as we had before. Yeah. And on the way down, she said to me, and bearing in mind, I'd only ever lived in Wales, mm. and she said, and you're never to go back and you're never to see him again. Oh. And I, and I only ever saw him once before he died. Right. And uh, for some reason or other, I thought, well, I can't go against her. And, I, and it took me years to go back to Wales. Right. Because of that. Yeah. And... Uh, and you think now that's really unfair, isn't it? It's it really is a bit unfair. unfair, but maybe she she had a good reason. But she well, maybe you know she had a good reason for her to leave. Yeah, but that's quite different. It's like my kids with Paddy, their dad. Uh huh. You know, I've always encouraged them to see their dad. Yes. You know, and they do. So you know, just because he and I fell out doesn't mm. mean that 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 should extend. Really. Yeah, does it? yeah. That's what I think. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so that's why I'd like to see my dad, because I didn't have a chance to say goodbye to him. Well, we'll make sure that happens. And uh, the eulogy. The eulogy. Do we have a eulogy? We do have a eulogy. I think your very good friend and drinking partner, Mr Alan Carr. No! Has done a eulogy for us. (laughs) So we'll have a listen to that now, goddess. To quote Neil Sedaka, oh, Carol, I can't believe she's gone. She will be missed by so many. I mean, not just by me and her family, but by pub landlords all over the world. Boy, does she like a drink. She has the brain of Einstein, but the liver of Ollie Reed. Carol was always the life and soul of the party. That's what makes her death so sad. I couldn't even imagine her sleeping, let alone, you know, dying. 
So she'd always get everyone together and we would have these amazing boozy get-togethers. Sadly, towards the end, not as often as we would have liked. We'd always make sure we'd get around, get together around Christmas time, so much so that we actually called her Christmas Carol. Me, Carol, Gokwan, the late Paul O'Grady, Sally Lindsay and a couple of loose women thrown in for good measure. We'd just spend the whole night laughing, having a Christmas dinner. We would get so twatted that we were in a worse state than the turkey. I have so many memories of Carol. I mean, I've known her for years. And one of the most surrealist was driving with her to Noel Edmonds' 60th birthday party, driving across the Clifton Bridge with her dressed as Cher. The hair was so big... We couldn't even fit it into the Fiat Uno. She would give she'd give Marge Simpson a run for her money. The hair was so big at one point, we're actually thinking of just sticking it out the sunroof. Carol will be remembered for not just making maths fun. She made life fun. Oh. I can't believe she's gone. We love you, Carol, and we miss you. <laughs> That's fabulous. Oh, Alan. oh, good old Alan. And those stories are true. Yes, I bet they are. They of course are they bloody are. True. Not your first time being Cher, though. Didn't you do stars in their eyes? Yeah, but and... I kept her, I kept yeah. her in a plastic bag in the attic. Oh, did you? So I put Cher back on. <laughs> yeah, I put that Cher outfit back on. That was hilarious, honestly. Oh, thank you, Alan. So oh, now we're going to move on to... The Wheel and the Wake. So you've, you're off now in your uh, Viking funeral yeah. pyre yeah. situation. Yeah. So what's happening now, now you're gone? What's the wake like? The what's... wake is on the harbour, Yeah. fireworks. Oh, we've said, we've yeah. We've done all of this, yeah. The bands are playing, yeah. everything. I mean, it's just all going on. It'll be the best party. That's why I want the loudest through-the-night party for everyone. Uh, I want... Old women yeah. lifting the skirts up and dancing. I want everybody doing all the things that they felt in their life that, oh, I shouldn't do that, that they bloody well do them. Oh, that's right. wonderful. So that's it's sort of free to be naughty. Yes. Or just free to be free. Free to be free. Not necessarily naughty, yeah. lifting uh, your skirt up. Well, you know, above the knee, I mean. Yes. But it's like... but <laughs> <laughs> Not in other ways. You know what I mean? It's like... Do all the things that society has told you you shouldn't be doing for mm. no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Oh, don't do this, don't do that, you shouldn't be doing that. Oh, put your hands here, don't eat your food mm. like this. Blah, blah, blah. Why? Yeah, Why? Yeah. There's no reason. Yeah, yeah. So doing all of that stuff and having a laugh and dancing and all of that, that's what I want. Any favourite sort of music you want going on? Uh, I love soul music. Mm. I love happy music. Mm. I love a bit of soul. I, I've come to Pink and Miley Cyrus late in life. Yes. I love them. Just like their attitude, uh -huh. particularly Pink. Yeah, yeah. Pink. Do you think Pink would cry for me? Oh, I'm sure she, Do you think she would. would. Could of, you book her for me, of please? Of course, we get Pink crying. Yeah, that'd be nice. And um, and she might actually, because she's fond of the old... Um, she loves the wires, Wires, trapeze and yes. all that. We could have her on a she sort of... go across the harbour. Yes, on a could, high wire. Oh, that'd be amazing. You know, yeah. so, uh, as, your, as your boat is drifting off and burning. Yes. So I want Pink singing mm. All I Know So Far. Lovely. Love it. Well, we'll make sure that's I happening. Pink. Do you uh, Do you want to haunt anyone? No, I can't be asked. Can't be asked really. 
<laughs> they don't matter, do they? No. If you're going to haunt someone, it would be like you don't like them. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Well, I can't be asked with them. And that's true, actually. It's like, well, then why would you waste your time hanging around with someone that you didn't like don't in the first oxygen. place? It's a bit like calling out this Tory government now mm. is not actually me because yeah. I'm very... I'm a really, like, up person. Yes. So to be... There comes a time, you know, there is a time for every season under the heavens. You know, there is a time to mourn, a time to dance, a time to sew, a time, you know, all mm. of that. And this is the time where you've got to stand up and do something. Exactly. But normally I'm running around, like Alan described, having yes. a good time. Yeah, yeah. Having enjoying a party. But this is good. We're all really glad that you're being angry on our behalf, Carol. <laughs> we really are. Thank you. So what about wills, though? You know, what you got, who's getting it? Kids. Yeah, of course. And then, well, every now and again I do my will and I say to, say to Bill, well, I'll give so-and-so this amount of money and I'll give mm. so-and-so this amount of money. And uh, and this has happened in the past. I go, ah, oh, but I'll just give it to them now. Yes. Because why do they have to wait 50 years mm. previously? Mm. So I do that. But one of my best friends, Jules, she always says, I've got this mirror in my kitchen, which mm. is, if you can imagine, it's like a bronze statue mm-hmm. of a woman in a miniskirt holding a picture frame. Uh-huh. So you don't see a head or anything because it's in front of her. So you yeah. see her legs and a, up to her waist kind of thing, and then a little hand. And then it's actually a mirror. So this picture frame, like an artist's frame, has got yeah. a mirror in it. And it is lovely. I bought it years ago. And every time she comes in, I want that. Oh, really? <laughs> Put it in the will. Put it in the will. I'm just saying to you, mirror. <laughs> That's brilliant. Goes, mirror. Have you done it yet? Yeah. Go, no, no, I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. So is there anything you want in my will? I quite like the mirror, Jules. <laughs> Sorry to have to tell you, babe. I'm a favourite funny lady. I'm getting that fucking mirror. <laughs> She'll love that bit. <laughs> Gorgeous. Um, is there anything you wouldn't want anyone to find, Carol? That you sort of think, I better fucking get rid of that before I peg it. No, I it, it made me smile in my last moments thinking they're going to find that. <laughs> <laughs> I sort that one out. <laughs> Lovely. Look at this. Disgusting. <laughs> Outrageous. Marvellous. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> so I think now we go on to... So, we've reached the end of your sad, pathetic life, Carol. (laughs) What do you think? Stop the Tories. (laughs) Marvellous. Wonderful. (laughs) Well, I think that's it. But listen, folks, we've got more lovely bits with Carol over on our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we rifle through your real-life death anecdotes and then play Take It to the Grave, our quick-fire game. So head to com to subscribe. So, Carol, are you up for joining us on Six Feet Under? Yeah. Lovely. Thank you so much, Carol Vorderman. This has been absolutely Brilliant to have you on. You're one of our own most requested guests really? on Twitter. Yes. So we've uh, we pleased all the people there. And oh, thank she's, you so much, going. babe. Thank you. Is she going? My heroine. I think they she's stopped going. recording before you said that. Oh, she's gone. 
You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Cathy Burke. This is a Sony Music Entertainment production. My senior producer is Charlie Morrell and my producers are Naya Dio and Katie Bowden, or as I like to call them, my producer goddesses. Sound engineer is Ed Gill. Production coordinator is Archon Mohalay. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson. <laughs>